Hey guys, how's it going? Welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. Uh, I, I'm your host, Alex Whiteley, and apparently with the voice of Shrewsbury. Hey, how's it going? Uh, and uh, joining me today, uh, some guys got in touch with me. Um, I love what they're doing, and I'm going to let them explain what they're doing because I think it's fantastic. Joining me today on the show is, is Sophie, Ruth, and Sasha. How's it going, guys? You okay? Yeah, we're good. Thank you. Thank you so much for getting in touch. Uh, honestly, I, I, lo- I love that. I love that people have seen that we exist and they're like, come on, let's go. Come on the show. And I'm like, yeah, let's go to the show. Yeah, it's great. Thank you so much for coming on. Um, yeah, we appreciate it. I'm re- a big fan of your show. And actually, through your show, I've um, contacted Amanda, Sh- Amanda Jones. And actually, we're working with Michelle Johns, who you know as well. So, um, yeah, so thank you. Oh no, that's no, that's really heartwarming. Thank you. No, I love what we do, uh, and um, I think it's really important. I mean, like all we've got in Shrewsbury is, is BBC Shropshire. They do a fantastic job. What, what else have we got apart from that? The Shrewsbury biscuit. That's what we've got. Um, but thank I you very much. Completely agree. <laughs> Little bags of kindness. Whose idea was this? Because I think it's a fantastic idea. Um. So I think uh, it started back in October when. Um, We were having a a coffee one morning and reading the news about the government's, in our opinion, poor decision not to continue feeding uh, vulnerable children during the holidays. And we had a bit of a moan and a bit of an upset about it. And you, you sit there and you go, well, this isn't actually helping anybody, is it? We can sit and we can moan over our coffee that we can afford to buy. Um, And actually turning that into something rather than it being just a moan over coffee um, is a really quite powerful tool. So we, um, Ruth, who's one of my friends and Sophie, who I work with during, uh, in, in yoga and has, has become a friend as well. We, um, we sort of went, well, should we do something then? Should we actually take this and, and do something and help? Um, so we decided to make little packed lunch boxes over October half term that came in bags uh, it all went really rather well in terms of um, being quite smooth. We found it quite easy to do. I don't know about you, Soph and Ruth, but, I, you know, it sort of went well, didn't it? And we thought, yeah. well, do you know what? Should we harness this? Should we take what is in an incredibly kind town? Should we capture that? And shall we do something with it? And um, so was born Little Bags of Kindness. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> I remember all this happening. I remember. I remember all this happening. Uh, there were arguments on comment pages. I don't know how people could find a way to argue about this because there were a few like cafes and things that started doing this, like uh, Cafe on the Cop and Stop Cafe, and you know there, there were places in Shrewsbury that were like, okay, uh, if you if you got kids that are you know going to go short over the half term, uh, pop in and we'll give you something to, uh, to help. You know, and that, that was nice. Then people are like they do on comments on Facebook, things like that. Um, you got to ignore those ones. You're always going to get some. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how people can find something so positive and be like, "Whoa, that's a little tough." Like, you know, I don't, I don't understand how people can do that, but they manage to. I, I think, think sometimes it's... it's a real reflection of um, their own frustration, maybe that they aren't necessarily able to help. Because, funnily, I mean, I was shocked that some of sort of people that I know my friends or 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 people that you kind of I would never have thought could have had a problem with with generosity with giving with helping um because we don't actually ask anything of anybody we were only saying if you would like to help we would never put it on anybody but actually getting some really negative comments or you know are you really helping the situation by handing out 2,000 lunch bags over a week um Yes, yes, I think we are. <laughs> you know, that's, uh, sorry, a thousand, a thousand tummies that are otherwise kind of rumbling. Um, I don't know. I, I, I try to see good in people and I think often anger or frustration, um, uh, frustration and sadness can be a, be the reason why they're, they're negatively towards it rather than just that. I don't it's know, been a very, very difficult year <laughs> as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's been horrendous. Absolutely horrendous year. I mean, I, I mean, I've t- I've managed to take some part. I mean, I was on a podcast at uh, three o'clock in the morning last night in a, an American one, and it was like this guy was like, "Yeah, man, I don't like people to talk about the negative. I want to talk about the good things of 2020." And I was kind of like, "Okay." so what's good i have had some positives but like the the negatives of course obviously mental health um not good obviously um the, 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 uh, businesses that i've gone under but i mean there's been a lot of businesses i imagine are in trouble that still wanted to help do you know this no, completely. i think that's been what's been the best thing about this for me is just what we're doing is 
we're getting to people who really need it, who might not necessarily be associated with a charitable organization who could help them. So for Christmas, we are taking on the sort of bagging up kindness, but in a gift sense, because obviously it's a time of giving. And there are so many families in the community from who we've got in contact with from schools and social workers and the police who are in a terrible way, but not necessarily eligible for any gift at Christmas. You know, they haven't got children in a hospice or part of a home. And if you're struggling to provide food for your family, Christmas gifts is going to be something that's incredibly important for this time of year, but not something that you can do. And that's what we're doing because we're not sort of an official charity associated with one cause. We are giving our gifts to families of domestic abuse, of families who are on the poverty line, to you know, refugees, women refugees. There are only different groups we are helping with the same concept that is giving a Christmas gift, which is something that you can't escape from this time of year in our society. And let's say you've got children going to school with children who are you know, from more affluent families and are getting the latest Xbox or whatever. And so they have no idea what their family situation is. And so it sounds almost trivial that we're giving presents, but it's so important to families this time of year. And if you really can't afford to buy food, then we can do this for you. Uh, do you know what? And, and the smallest gestures can can mean a lot. It really can mean a lot. I mean, like, uh, I, don't, I don't say I don't like to get personal on the, pod, on the podcast. If you listen to the show, you know what I do sometimes. Get very <laughs> personal on this podcast. No, um. Uh, at the moment, I've been uh, we've been displaced for uh, since February. We're kind of staying at my mother-in-law's. Okay, we're waiting until moving to our new place. Uh, we're paying as much in uh, storage fees as we are in normal rent, right? So uh, we were struggling because it's Christmas time. We thought we we're going to be, be in this place. Uh, get our pick up our keys today, actually, but they delayed it again. My wife's rang the storage place. I've got back in from the supermarket. She's in tears, and I was like, "What's up?" She's like, "The storage place just said." They're going to give us 50% off and they're going to let us pay whatever we want uh, for the short amount of time, which they're not supposed to do. That little gesture, that little thing, she's destroyed her. Like she's absolutely in pieces and bits because of that little kind gesture, you know, and it, it, she'll remember that. She'll remember that for a long time. We both will. Kindness um, is so easy to give, but the impact it has when yeah. you're at a low point is unbelievable and it's people's kindness no matter how small they think that act of kindness is has moved all of us to tears many times throughout this process absolutely yeah, yeah um, one of the main oh sorry go on no go on carry on with that i was just gonna, gonna say one of the main concepts behind it actually was this idea just picking up on that that if all of us do that small thing that we don't necessarily find an outlook for that's what we're here to do at little bags of kindness it's kind of the crux of the whole idea that we know so many people that want to help in one way or another. Oh, God, sorry. Uh, don't worry about yeah, it. I don't know. I'm, like I say, I'm on not my own devices. I don't know how to use it's, them. It's um, <laughs> this idea that we've all got these little ideas and we go, but, you know, I've got that bag of toiletries. I've got that a brand new. I've got uh, a spare 20 pounds this week because, you know, we're not allowed to go out with our friends anymore. Um, or, you know, I've got all those size 12 clothes that no longer fit me with tags on that I wasn't able to get back in time. And where can I put them? And you think, well, everybody thinks that they're such small things. So then at Little Bags of Kindness, what we're able to do is go give us all your small things. <laughs> we'll sort all those little small acts out and make these big, beautiful bags of kindness that we hand over. And um, and and really so to say to these families, like, we see you. We see that. We see you as a community. We see that you might be in pain or that you might be on the breadline or that someone's ill and you can't help them because we're not allowed to go and see them. But as a community, we see you. Nice. I love that. It's beautiful. So when this first started, like, so it started with the, the pack lunches, was it? For the, uh, the the half term thing. Was that? Oh, main to yes, that's where it all kind of kicked off and we all got together. And then after that, you're left with this, God, we did so much and we actually all enjoyed it. And it's like, right, what can we do now? And I think we're all naturally hard workers. And we're like, what can we do next? And lots of talking and group WhatsApp. And it it, it just came together with us, three of us sitting together before lockdown in someone's house saying, right, we need to get the social media pages up. We need to get the email address. We need to get the PayPal. 
a few hours of sort of that and suddenly we were up and running and the power of social media is that you can grow things pretty damn quick and you can get your message out there fast and people who want to help want to share and so suddenly it's up and running with very little sort of effort really and we're running totally on people talking about it sharing it social media platforms you know you can say that social media is the not a good thing in many ways but for us it's been how we've managed to keep this going yeah so um well keywords alone keywords you know uh even if it's happened so fast as well like you say the power of social media i Mm. think i was always a little bit anxious about social media and i sort of deleted my apps and then had to go back on it and forgot just how powerful it is and the network and the community that's there is just incredible and it's just nice to see a positive out of social media and literally within hours, like you say, we, we'd just grown, hadn't we? The word had been spread and donations were coming in and, yeah, people, people really like, got behind it. People like the concept as well because I think, obviously, when I, I'm not from Shrewsbury, but when I came back, when I came here, I wanted to help and I just, I don't know, you don't know sort of the local charities or the people who really need it and you end up just putting things in, you know, charity boxes and not knowing where it's going to. And I love that. You know, people yeah. are doing their bit by giving, but we're the middlemen who say, right, who needs it? Who's not getting looked after? Because I'm sure everyone would like to know that their gift is getting to someone who truly, truly needs it. And we are the middlemen. We are the ones that do the hard work, the collections, the bagging up, the reaching out to people and getting it to them. And that means we can work with whoever reaches out to us, whether it's a one individual family referred to by a, um, a social worker, whether it's a bigger refuge, you know, we're getting to big groups, individuals, things like that. So I think that's, again, something we are quite unique with what we do, which is being the link between what you're giving and those that need it most. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I've just done um, I, I did an interview with uh, Shrewsbury Food Hub and uh, for part of the US, UK, the USUC stuff I do, I went and spent a day there helping out because I wanted uh, to encourage my listeners around the world and my hosts to go out and do it. And it's worked. I had somebody in California going out and giving out food um, and they, they sent me pictures. and I was like, whoa, it works. Anyway, but um, the, the point is like, it's, it's only been a short amount of time that people have sort of gravitated towards using these food banks, mm-hmm. uh, food hubs, uh, the, the, the trolleys that you see in the front of supermarkets, food donations. I mean, since the recession, uh, these things have come and they have not gone. Um, but that's the the kindness of people, right? That, that's, that's just a nice thing to see. That not only did it happen, but it's never stopped. That people just keep giving. Uh, it's a nice thing to see. I think. There's a in Shrewsbury in particular. They they've got such a community. I listened to the Food Hub episode, and I mean, what that lady's doing. I can't remember her name now. Well, all the girls there. I mean, we sort of communicated with them with the Pat Lunch Club. But what an amazing charity and network that they've got. And as we're entering this world, we are seeing so many wonderful, kind people in Shropshire who are doing all these amazing things and we can work with and help out and and vice versa. They give us connections and, and you know, numbers and to contact. And, yeah, it's such a lovely, lovely place, Shrewsbury, and there's so many good things being done. We're just hoping that we can, yeah, add our little slice. And, there's a real breakdown of stigma around it as well and I think that's where we are really really doing well in Shrewsbury so people talking about it you know there being this there's such shame attached to charity receiving charity for so many people and we've all had to this year go do you know what let's drop that let's drop the shame around having to go and collect your cart from well, that's very american isn't it your cart from, <laughs> from the food bank your 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 donations but because people are hungry people don't have money people are, their lifestyle has changed phenomenally oh, you, in, got, you got people that are struggling to fill up their brand new audi because they've been furloughed or they've been sacked and yeah. um you know there's there's people that have in in, in completely unusual situation absolutely yeah yeah uh, yeah. I think I've been surprised. I've associated Shropshire and Shrewsbury with being vaguely affluent. You know, I'm my family's lucky enough to live in town. And so all I see is a, a certain side of it. So when we're hearing some of these stories, I'm just like, I can't believe this is happening, not only in our country, but where I live. You know, how dare this level of poverty still be happening? And, you know, this year, a lot of this year, everyone suffered personally with this 
virus financially or and I spent a lot of this year moaning and being like this is so unfair and (laughs) I hearing these stories I'm just like oh my god we need to shut up and look around us and realize that this is a terrible time but there are people who are going through this for their whole lives it isn't just a patch and this level of poverty exists around us and we spend so much time looking outwards in the world we actually need to look on our doorstep and it's such an easy way of helping you know we can help the people in poverty in a desperate situation in our community a hell of a lot easy easier and more effectively than we can with sort of the bigger picture so if you're looking for ways to help start on your own doorstep yeah very much so mm-hmm. well said. very well said um and uh, who's got I'll, t- I'll tell you what who can take me through the timeline from the beginning of little bags of kindness when you guys did it to now and talk about sort of like the growth uh, and sort of how quickly it grew and how how daunting that might have been for you guys yeah shall i start girls and then you go for it jump on in um so it really was and i I, you know i sound so silly saying this but um it actually i'll tell you where it started it started on a podcast there you go there's the there's our link back there's the link well big big high five for all the podcasts out there um there's a book and i highly recommend it to anybody um i i i'm careful with book recommendations because i know they're very subjective but there's a book called untamed um which is a memoir from an american lady um and it talks about how we are socially um uh programmed we're all socially programmed from basically day one as to who we're going to be and what we're going to do and what we're going to care about and we are asked and asked and asked of things and we do and we do and we do and, and we live in our bubble you know, we answer the doorbell when it rings, regardless of whether we want to or not. We um, we do the things that we're meant to do. And suddenly you stand there sometimes and you go, actually, wait a minute. Am I being told from the outside in what to do? Should I not go from the inside out? Should I not listen to this before I listen to that? So listen inwards, not outwards. And I was reading it in that week before the government made their, in my opinion, very poor decision. And I was reading it, I was thinking, God, yeah, I'm, I'm socially programmed to sit here and go, well, you know, I live in a reasonably affluent town, I, I'm okay, my kids are okay, my friends' kids are okay, like, it's rubbish that kids don't get fed, but what can I do about it? And I think we're programmed to do that, because this herd mentality, well, you know, let's go with the herd, let's do that. And I was reading this book, and it was really making me think, and I was going, well, she had the, the author is called Glennon Doyle and, and and she talks to she's on the big big circuit with kind of the Elizabeth Gilberts and the Jay Shetties you know the big thinkers of the sort of the modern um the modern thinkers as you're calling it and I was saying you know what Glennon Doyle my new best friend via a podcast you're blooming well right you are I am thinking about this from the outside in and I'm getting sad if I think from the inside out I get action I get some real movement here and I'm one person. And if I make one, one sandwich, that is one other person that has come from the inside out, not the outside in, in terms of thinking. And it really struck a chord and I got really sad. And I think I immediately called Ruth or spoke to Ruth or we messaged or something, didn't we? And I was like, we can do this. So we can make these sandwiches. We can do it. So like it starts so small, that tiny little seed of just changing your thought pattern and then going, right, we make some sandwiches. And then Sophie message, you know, I'm free next week. Let me help. OK, we're making sandwiches. Then we've got a venue because somebody else starts to go, well, actually, yeah, I'll think that way as well. And you get this amazing chain network of going one person becomes three people, which then becomes 15, which then becomes 55, which then becomes maths I can't even do because everybody's bringing on five more people because they're connecting through their own network rather than outward in. And that's how it grew. And I think that's how it constantly made me feel. And I will be forever grateful. This woman, Glennon Doyle, with the book Untamed, I'll keep saying it and I'll keep recommending it for anybody because I totally believe that little bags of kindness came from listening to her on a podcast, reading her book, me then speaking to Ruth and going out into that network. Our podcast going on my baby. Amazon list. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I love that. I love that uh, the idea of this untamed. But because um, I've just been speaking to uh, to Stephanie Henson from um, from Six Ticks, who's uh, doing. Um, uh, she's trying to encourage people to step away from technology just for ten minutes, hour. Put your phone in a bag, put it the other side of the room, leave it. Right, and I'm like. 
but my emails, <laughs> like my my emails, my, my notification, like you don't have to do that. As she was saying, you don't have to. You can choose when to go. They'll to still your phone. be there ten minutes later. That's the thing. Exactly. It's, it's just training yourself. I've got young children, so hence why I, you know, I've got two girls, another girl on the way. So that's why I'm trying. I was trying to get rid of my social media because I'm so worried about when they get older. Mm. And already, my eight year old is showing that she quite likes to check her. Uh, her you know her phone not her phone but her computer and you know so it's so it's, it is so hard to I'm terrible with it yeah. I tell you but I have to say when I was making however many hundreds of sandwiches I ended up making during that packed lunch week did, couldn't look at your phone when your hands are covered no. in butter literally. and we were just talking to we were all just talking to each other yeah, you know we were just all that social distance social distancing but all just talking to each other you didn't have time to stop and actually that was really wonderful you didn't think about it because you had to get on and with doing this work like a lot of it, bizarrely, is manual labour. And so, you like, you know, we're just lifting boxes, making up bags, running around. And I've looked at, I mean, you know how your phone tells you, tragically, how long you stare at it during the week, gives you nice updates. When I've been doing this, <laughs> all this, this charity work and this manual labour and this being out and about and putting things together, I'm looking at my phone a hell of a lot less. Mm. So there you go. There's a, another positive from it. Yeah. I mean, it's that fine balance because you've got to remember it's it's like social media that's grown this thing, isn't it? It's, it's weird how you're yeah. like, oh, we shouldn't be doing this thing so much. But at the same time, you know, uh, yeah. but um, so We're using how, it for good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how many? So it's just the three of you. Did you say there's like 15 yeah. of you now, 55? Do you say there's like a huge group of you doing this now? No, it really is just the three of us, but it's the terms of the connections that we yeah, yeah. make. Yeah. So yeah. Um, it's between people. To, to get us into the community because I've got no we're not starting working with a organization constantly where we need people to reach out to us and say I know this family that are in need or I know this organization that is in need and that so we do rely on many other people but in terms of the day-to-day running of little bags of kindness it is us three and there we're you know we have our group whatsapp chat Atelier sees a lot of a lot of action every day. We are constantly in contact, which has been lovely. It's a very unifying experience together. But um, you know, we're relying on you know husbands, my dad helping, you know, people around us. But it is us three doing it, and so we're learning a lot. But we're all hardworking, intelligent, strong women. So we we got this. Are you are you a group of commandos that have got their own specific skills? Uh, is, is there, who's the specialist at what, or do you just have have um, they have to just get on with it. I mean, who's who's who does the distribution? Who does the bread? Who does the you know? I mean, who, who's who does what? Sophie is definitely the queen of the spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> Thank goodness for those spreadsheets as well, because actually, I think I'm just the person who just goes in and is like, right, okay, manual labour, throw this in here, this in here. Sophie's kept us in order for sure. Uh, with just, all that, I mean, my I'm a person like many of your listeners and many people out there. I lost my job in the fashion industry to the joyous coronavirus so suddenly I was moving back from Australia where I was working in fashion to um back to Shropshire back to my family's home suddenly with no hope or prospect of what I will be doing in the future and I'm a busy hard-working person so I have thrown myself into this like it's my full-time job and I I quite like a spreadsheet. I mean, who doesn't love a good old Excel? And um, you've got to have some organisation when you're dealing with other people's money and people's kind donations. You know, we want to make sure we're keeping on top of everything, which we are. And um, I'd say I'd say Sasha could be our kind of, le- I don't want to say leader, but I say, I don't know. What do you think? Do I get I proud? think the same. I always, yeah, I phone Sasha to say, is it okay if I do this? Do you think this is Yeah, right? I know. Uh, just to get her sort of like, she's the mama of the group. Exactly. Um, I think that's more She's our um, Instagram post queen. Like I wouldn't even dream about putting something on our Instagram, to be honest. She makes it all pretty. Yeah, yeah, you do. You're very good. You've, yeah. And does she step up? Does she step up to being the leader? Because I, I tell you, the, the, the pressure I get put under, but I, I, you know, I'm looking after the biscuitiers. I'm running. Uh, we're doing uh, on tomorrow. We're doing our open studio sessions, right? We got. I'm, I'm recording nine podcasts in one day, right? Oh, blimey! Uh, that's a spreadsheet and a half. That is right. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I come over and have a look? <laughs> I'll send you a PDF, right? Um, oh, no. <laughs> oh, exciting! And like send things change. I know, man. And responsibilities, right? Because at the end of the day, if if uh, if something happens and you've made a promise to feed these children and it doesn't, you can't make on that promise. It's going to be bad feelings all around, isn't there? You know, there's a lot of pressure there between the three of you, really. Actually, you know. Yeah, there, there is yeah. pressure. There's pressure to get deliveries out. There's pressure to make sure people are getting things and it's you know juggling these two incredible women I'm working with are full-time mums as well you know I I don't have that so they're trying to juggle you know family school pickups and things like that so respect respect to the mothers I think there's definitely something to be said for feeling the responsibility actually which I wasn't I I probably didn't feel it so much first time round because it was a case of let's make some sandwiches let's make some packed lunches it's a five-day project um and we get that done and and then we sort of we wrapped it up as such you know um on the on the Friday at lunchtime and we were done we I know no pun intended and um off we went and and then suddenly this time around because we're not looking to an end I mean whilst the drive will finish for the specifically for the Christmas bags that's going to finish sort of mid next week uh sort of you know sort of 20th or so of December there isn't an end to the project now. So come January, we're going to start looking at something else, helping in, in different ways. So we're going to probably move into more of a kind of looking at loneliness and mental health in the town. Um, yeah. Whilst we will we'll never, we'll, we'll never say, well, we won't help you because you don't tick our current box at the moment. Absolutely not. We will always help whoever, whoever wants to come yeah. to us for a bag of kindness, but just shifting ourselves between, um, uh vulnerable groups however you want to describe it or kind of ch- or charitable areas just so that we can help in our little way shine a light on our town in areas and of, of yeah. groups of people and I think with that comes that feeling for the first time now of a little bit of responsibility because people do trust us as Sophie was saying you know through social media we have managed to get a bit of a presence out into the town of who we are and that we're here to help and as a result the donations are phenomenal I mean the kindness Alex you, 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 I know you speak to a lot of these people anyway with your podcast but the kindness in the town is there it's amazing yeah these people want to help abundance we yeah. and as somebody who then provides an outlet for that help now there is a bit of responsibility and there is a you know we joke there is a need for these spreadsheets there is yeah. a need for the, the social media posts to make sure that we don't use triggering language or that we don't um say something incorrectly you know we do need a bit of a check on it and we have so much respect I think as well respect for people who we are giving to and when we're making up these bags I wouldn't put anything in these bags that I wouldn't give to someone myself and I think charity can be very much you know we are not a charity shop we are giving gifts this Christmas gifts that I would be proud to give someone else Mm. and I think that can be something that's not taken into account so much when it comes to charitable giving and donations you know everything we're bagging up we look at and think I would I would happily receive that you know we say that so many times when we're putting these bags together oh my god I would love to receive that or I would so give that to my mom or that kind of thing um can we talk about what was what what you guys were putting in the bags from the beginning uh, and where, where you were sending them um who was receiving bags that originally started off as women um, just the women and children from the refuge yeah. so we'd only got i think at first probably about 20 bags 20 adult bags and probably about 17 children so yeah. that wow well that's okay that you know we'll manage that no problem <laughs> and we received the most like sophie was saying the most beautiful gifts these beautiful scarves handmade soap and lip balm just really you know prints um amazing things and then suddenly it's just got absolutely huge. I mean, I don't know how many bags now we've given out, but just the most amazing gifts in there. And yeah, just beautiful. And it's just grown and grown and grown. We keep getting more and more referrals and the donations keep coming in. So the, the gifts that we're putting in there just get, you know, better and better. Yeah, and they're really able do. to go out and, you know, I mean, it's it's been difficult for us. We've had a lot of like, you know, teenage boys and none of us have teenage boys or no teenage yeah. boys. So we're like, oh, well, you know, we're having to contact people saying, what do you think we should get? What would be nice? 
but we have the funds to go and get them something nice and you know do that little bit of research mm. go and you know then go and bag it up and yeah it's just been a really nice process actually links um, africa, like links africa is the correct answer for everything by the way well we have got plenty of links we've had that are. which is brilliant but we've bought like little beanies and like scarves and you know sort of funky gifts that teenage boys well we hope they might we're told like. we're like, we're told we're told. like. <laughs> yeah and what so... we do is we um we ask the organizations to give us exactly a breakdown let's say we've got seven families we're giving to we ask them to give us the ages and how many children so you know we'll get a family and we'll be like right we know we've got two adults in this and we've got a 14 year old boy 12 year old girl and a three-year-old and then we will go to our categories of gifts that we've got and tailor make each bag so it's really specific for that family then we'll put some chocolates in and you know if we're missing something from a certain category for you know a 15 year old boy we'll go out and buy it so everyone in that family gets a gift and then the parent I imagine would get this bag and they can decide how they want to give it to their children you know they can be gifts from their parents or they can say it's from Santa Claus so it's giving sort of the power to the parents to give their children the gifts how they would want it one of the sayings we've stuck with actually through this is um charity wrapped in dignity and given with kindness nice Mm. so it's not just you know I, I think this I I can't remember where I read it it's not a it's a, not a Sasha Ford quote I definitely read it somewhere <laughs> Copy right there. But, they, but really taking that on like yeah wrap it in dignity you know that people people don't want to just be given a bag of crap <laughs> and of course yeah. they don't of course yeah. they don't why would they we wouldn't exactly. I think, I think the, the best thing to do is to instead of calling it it's a gift right a gift and yeah, yeah, like, um, I was always really bad at receiving gifts until someone was like Somebody wouldn't give you an apple if they didn't have enough apples, except the apple, Alex. And I'm like, okay, all right, yeah, fine. no, it's you know, true. because I, I'm, 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 I get shy with stuff like that. Someone's like, hey, do you want this? And I'm kind of like, I feel really bad, guilty and stuff. My nan would have to like chase me around and put like the fiver in my hand. I'd be like, no, nan, no, and she'd be like, throw it at me and stuff, you know. Uh, but yeah, it's it's one of those uh, lessons in life, I think. And working at the uh, the Shropshire, the, sorry, the Shrewsbury Food Hub at Cromier Baptist Church. Uh, just seeing the people use that, use that, and people from all kinds of, of classes, all kinds of walks of life coming in, help themselves, and it's because they know that food has to be used. It has to be used, otherwise it's going to go to waste. It's going to go to landfill, uh, and you'd be gone forever. And that was really nice to see. Um, should be any shame. We receive help these donations; they have to go to people. Exactly. So I think exactly. it's also easier to receive receive a gift than like a charity bag. Like if someone presents you as a family with a, a gift, it's Christmas time. You can accept that and as opposed to getting sort of a bag of donations. I mean, we are also donating essentials to those that need it as well. You know, anything you need, we can do, whether that's a gift or you really need the basics because you are setting up home for the first time by yourself. You know, you've come out of care and you're setting up home. We can anything we can do. Well, Christmas being the perfect segue. Thank you, Sophie. Um, Christmas is, a, it can be a terrible time for people. I work in support. I've seen people go through terrible, terrible times uh, over Christmas. Um, and do you know what? This year, actually, I don't have a single decoration up. I have no tree. And so when I see a Christmas tree on Facebook, I'm like, oh. So for this year, <laughs> this year, I can empathize now. I can see like what makes people sad at Christmas, right? Mm-hmm. That, this is my insight. This is my window mm-hmm. into that life, right? And it does feel bad. I and mean, imagine if you had nothing and no one and, you know, uh, that's that was Christmas for you. Um, uh, what are you guys doing? Because this, this, what you're doing sounds fantastic. What are you doing to sort of help people at Christmas? One of the things that I keep thinking back to is this idea of inclusion. Yeah. So I, again, you know, I love a good quote or a good podcast from an inspirational speaker. And uh, one of the things saying, you know, kindness is inclusion. It's just inclusion. You are saying to somebody else, I see you and here's how I can help you. And how I can help them is different to maybe how you can, Alex, or how Sophie can, or how Ruth can. You know, we can all help in different ways, but we can include them. So um, the bags are including people in the idea that Christmas is about giving and receiving and whatever you're giving and receiving, whether that is just love and kindness or whether it is the latest Xbox, if you can get your hands on one or a new bit of tech or what have you, you know, that's also part of it. You know, we, we, we don't have to just say, um, 
you can't do it because you can't afford it this year. You, you can still be included in Christmas. Yeah. Um, so that's at the end of the day, that's what, that's what we're doing. You know, this, our Christmas drive is about giving Christmas gifts, whether that gift includes some personal care basics because that you in a certain financial place, it's still going in with Christmas gifts. So that's what I think is unique about this certain drive is that it's a real focus on presents and gifts and some essentials are included in there for specific requests we've had. But the focus for Christmas is about giving and giving presents. And I think this time of year, that's where a lot of our donations have come from is actual physical presents that people are picking up when they're buying presents for their own family. So like Sasha said, it's including donations in their own Christmas shopping and, um, that's nice. Oh, yeah, so that's what's yeah. It's nice because you know, it's, it's, like I said, gestures, gestures, small little gestures mm-hmm. can mean the world to people, mm-hmm. uh, and and you know they yeah. do, they really do. And um, you know, thank you guys for offering. Do that. something kind today, everyone. It's yes. very easy. Um, it's are you... so easy. If, if that's one thing people can take away today, if they're listening to this, is just do something kind, whether that's following us or helping us or just doing anything kind on your day-to-day life and chores it really it really is easy amen amen sister um no i like i i, I work at the food hub i did part as part of a drive we were doing as, uh, with you suck uh hashtag you suck cares right but when i did it i found this immense sort of feeling of pride right i, I, I was really happy with what i did to help people um, and I want to start doing more of that now. Are you guys after volunteers? Is, is there anybody that you need help with? Uh, with you need... I mean, do we need volunteers? Sorry, sorry. My, to, my, sorry, my internet off. went a bit weird then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> are you after people to help you? Um, I mean, at the moment, we sort of, we, so we've, our last collection date is today. And on Sunday is the day that we, I mean, we've done so much bagging up and we've actually delivered presents already. We did 30 bags to mine the other day. Wow. We've done a few other deliveries. So I think for volunteers now, obviously because of COVID, it's 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 tricky as well. So we've got a little warehouse with all our yeah. things in. This one's very kindly lent us um, the keys to their place. So I don't at volunteers. We don't really need at the moment because this this is this just drive this is running drive, just though. for this drive. But possibly in the future, yeah. um, what you know, we really things will change. What yeah. I think we really need is links to more people that need our help. Yeah. And if you are listening right now, and if you're thinking, you know, I know some somebody who works in the council, or I know somebody who works in a school, or some my my sister in law's a protection officer, or a policewoman, or these are the people that when they ring us, and I've had so many of these calls over the past few days of going, I've just been given a family who have been displaced, or they, they're moving into a bed set on Monday. Would you be able to put together a bag of kindness? Yes, yes, we can. And that's exactly what we're able to have. So um, as, as the girls are saying, we don't necessarily need physical bodies to help us put stuff in bags. We've got that bit nailed we links within the community in any way that we can get any more of those links because we have the donations we have the ability to get it to them it's just the people the the end users of our products and without sounding like we're plugging our social just following us and spreading that you know the more followers we have the more it's getting out there in around the more we'll be able to help people so just even if you just follow us or if you ask someone to share or like us it is yes. it's helping us get to more people basically who might we might be able to help so yes i'm doing the horrible follow us no, and we are no, at little bags it's not horrible it works you know it does work yeah it? that's, that's, we, how, that's how we've grown and grown in such a short yeah. space of time because this and i mean yeah we only started this this drive what four weeks ago five weeks ago yeah. and, and i think it'll be close just... to five by the time be close to 500 people that will be helping before christmas and we're still accepting at the, at the start donations. of this drive, like the same at the packed lunch club. You know, we all sat around and we said, "Do you think? Do you think anyone's going to want these bags? Are, they, are we going to get them to anyone? Are we going to get the contacts?" And boom, within a week, you know, we'd had so many orders and and, and so many contacts. And you know, now we know so many other charities and mm. people who we plan to help with in the future. So yeah, already it's growing. And but any more, you know, contacts and yeah, we're on Instagram and Facebook, and there's a link to our PayPal account, which we're keeping open even when we finish this drive to help set up 
the next one going into January. So any donations that aren't used for this current Christmas drive will be carried on into what we're starting up in January. Nice. Uh, it's not cringy though. This like and share stuff. It's not. I mean, if you're doing it for the wrong reasons, then possibly yeah. not. No. But like when someone shares something and tags their mates into it, you're not just necessarily telling them about it. You're telling their their whole their network network. Yeah. You know, and each person you share it and tag it is going to get like a notification. Like it, it's it's a it's a huge world. The whole Facebook world. You know, and if you think about the hundreds of you know the the, the thousands of people that are in Shropshire, hundreds of thousands of people that are in Shropshire that that could spread across the whole county uh, and the word could get out there and not necessarily to people that um, you can help people that can help you give you the resources that you need. Yeah. Forward, you know, support. let's do it. Yeah. Absolutely. And then the, I think also what I've realized as well is there's a lot of people who are off grid. So people who don't currently have the ability to have technology in mm-hmm. their home because maybe they're not in a home or, you know, they haven't got spare 10 pounds to put credit on their phone, you know, things that I hadn't necessarily 100% thought about first time. So actually, the more we spread the message around the people that are on Facebook, are on Instagram or through podcasts like this, you know, and somebody just one spark that goes, oh, yeah, well, I could send an email out to my network of protection officers could then think of the families that are off grid that we can then help and then you know this is actually what specifically what happened last week and we've got a lady coming to pick up seven bags tomorrow or eight bags or something who are families that have just been displaced they haven't got wi-fi set up they maybe don't have 10 pounds to put credit on their phone so they can't get in touch to um to get the information and get the bags but we can still get them to them which is amazing yeah yeah and how are you how are you accommodating for that then uh people that are, that are not online we um so we did do a like a bit of a leaflet drop um ruth and a friend went and, and did some some old school leaflet dropping which was quite nice um and we have one of my friends works within the council and she's got a really big network of um sort of social workers and things that she was able to get out to and say look sasha ruth and sophie they're here they've got these bags can you think of the families that wouldn't you know that don't come into town because the two pound bus fare is too much or that um that are just literally moving home and they don't have can you think of these families and can you give her a call and the ladies will get the gifts to you that way so we've done it a bit through that as well um connections people's own networks of people they're helping getting in touch with just that one person can suddenly open up a whole new avenue of people we can help so that's why spreading the word is just so important and so key to what we're doing and making sure we get out to the right people it's just we need one person who is in touch with a lot of other people to follow us and that's how it all spreads already so yeah the the positive side of the dreaded social media and ruth has really good connections with other charities so you um you got us really in touch with minds didn't you ruth yeah yeah so i was supposed to volunteer there um in april and then obviously the pandemic happened so i'd been connecting with them for about six months before my daughter went to school and i was like right you know um can't wait april i'd had it by sort of settling in afternoon and really excited then obviously couldn't work for them because um my kids well obviously we're in a pandemic we're all in lockdown so it was so nice to reconnect with them and be able to provide these bags and they were so grateful and you know they told me that these visitors weren't going to have anything this Christmas so we gave them these beautiful bags we did them last week again from mind they knew somebody else they, they I actually got the number for the refuge from the lady at mind because I was struggling to get in contact with them so again it just flows and flows and flows it just keeps spreading and um yeah long may it continue because um we love working with mind and and the refuge so yeah hopefully there'll there'll be connections for any future drives as well i think with things like this oh, that's beautiful by the way I'm, I'm so glad mind are amazing um so i'm glad you're working with them um with jobs like this 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 continuing drive i feel like these jobs get better with compassion once you understand the job and you learn the lessons you've learned um i think you kind of get better at what you do because you kind of understand where where this is going and sort of the, the good that you're doing can we go around the room and talk about sort of lessons that you've learned since you started this is there anything that you, that's that you, you didn't know before that you do now that's made things easy for you who wants to start guys that's quite deep that's a really deep thing that's like, uh, I mean, personally, I'd always, for the last couple of years, I mean, my second daughter, 
or will be second daughter, third's on the way. Um, she'd recently started school. And I was just, as soon as she started school, I really, you know, knew that it was going to be my time to work in the charity sector. I run a little catering company from home, but mostly morning jobs, you know, sort of delivery in the afternoon. So in the so I could work in the afternoons for the charity sector. So I was really keen, but I didn't know how much, I mean, just the, the couple of evenings that I did at mine, just how much it was going to affect me. You know, once you once you've given kindness without, you know, wanting anything in return, you just want to carry on. It puts your life in perspective. You, I don't know, it's just, it's just a wonderful, it just really puts perspective on things. And you come away with a wonderful feeling. Of course, your heart breaks for some of the situations that you hear about that, or, you know, that you suddenly realise is going on in your town, but you know you're making a difference mm -hmm. and it's just a really good feeling. So when this came along with the girls and like Sasha was saying, so Sasha and I had a coffee and she mentioned about this lunch cup. I said, you know what? I'm one of those people who always talk about doing things, but sometimes never get round to it. You know, where do I start? And obviously there'd been a pandemic, so things had been brought to a halt. And actually, yeah, I think it just, it's just taught me that this is, you know, something I want to continue doing and don't necessarily want anything in return. We just want it to keep growing and expanding and just keep spreading the love, really. But, yeah. I think mine's really similar. I mean, as I was saying earlier, I, I had a, I've had a really bad year actually I I lost I moved to a new country to start an amazing new job in the fashion industry which is my background I'm a Londoner and I lost my job and I was feeling really angry and upset and what this has done is that firstly it's given me something to do you know from a selfish point of view I can't sit around doing nothing feeling sorry for myself so it's and it's made me real. It's given me job satisfaction. You know, working in the fashion industry, what you're doing isn't great for the greater good, exactly. And doing this, you know, I'm I'm doing something that is helping people. And you know, selfishly, it's making me feel good. It's making me feel that I'm giving back. And it's my God, it's given me perspective. You know, it certainly has reduced my my personal moaning, which I'm sure all my my friends and family will be happy. So happy about that. But it's. It's given me perspective and I, I love who I'm working with. You know, I call Sasha and Ruth my colleagues because they're my colleagues in this this venture and working with women you respect and you love. And yeah, it's just it's become sort of it's taken over everything. It's become what I would call my job. And so, yeah, I mean, that also almost sounds selfish because it's talking about how it's making me feel, but it's making me feel it's making me feel good and worthwhile. And in a year that's been unkind to me I feel like I'm being kind to others and god what more can you ask for really it's certainly given me perspective as to what I want to do with my life moving forward career-wise there's nothing selfish I, about um, empathy nothing selfish about empathy yeah. it's, it's beautiful and actually that's um that, that leads really well because that it's exactly the same thing for for all of us we just probably say it in a different way mm. and um I I, again, another podcast that I'm really big on, Jay Shetty. I mean, so are a lot of people. It's the biggest podcast in the world, isn't it? But Jay Shetty, the guy who, you know, was a monk for four years and then and then came back into the real world and puts monk-like thinking into real life. And he's always on my mind with things that I do. And one of the things he's really, really big on is this idea of dharma. So we all have dharma. Dharma is our purpose. If we don't have dharma, it's really hard to find, um, if we don't have purpose, we find it really hard to um, have any sort of get up and go, because what are we getting up and going for? What are we getting up and going and doing? And again, going back to that idea of, are we, are we programmed from the outside in or are we programming from the inside out? And if we're programming from the inside out, what we get up and go and do, if we do it with real purpose and real love, we just, it, it's not a job. We're doing it for joy. We're doing it. And it's not, I know Sophie said she feels selfish saying that, it's not. No act is selfless. No act is selfless. And that's okay. That's something I've definitely learned doing this with little bags of kindness. Like, it's okay that it makes me smile on the daily because I'm helping others. Why not? You know, if it makes me smile on the daily because I'm making my, my own bank account big and fat as a result of, you know, treading on somebody else on the way up that's probably not okay. <laughs> mm -hmm. But actually, if it's just that we're 
feeling good about ourselves because we're helping others like that is okay as long as that doesn't come become bigger and you know the ego has a part in everything but as long as the ego doesn't become the only reason why you're doing it again um obviously but I think it's okay to say makes us feel good makes us smile well, it gives us the drive and the passion doesn't it and I think that's it, it feels like no effort with you girls and what we're doing we're all so keen to get there I mean sometimes it's frustrating if we can't get you know and start packing straight away there's so much that we want to do um the passion's there and the ideas are there and yeah we just want to you know keep it going and you watch yeah. us grow guys <laughs> i i hope for i hope to god you do because I, i've i love what you do what can i say you know it's um it's it's something that started and snowballed and it's all good intended so like it's there's what, what, what can you hate about this nothing Nothing is. I think it's fantastic. You guys are great. We you must give a shout, so. shout out to our little children as well because they had a day where they were packing all the presents, and it is hard for eight-year-old girls not to want to take the presents, but they understood <laughs> that they were going to a good home. Um, and they, you know, they did a few few hours, didn't they, of packing all the bags? And with the Pat Lunch Club, my goodness, you know, they were making sandwiches. They, well, they filled a thousand bags with all these you ladies' know, the- kids are blooming amazing I have to say I was certainly not as kind and empathetic and hardworking as these girls are well girls and boys yeah, me neither me neither they were really good and actually are they're doing a little litter pick tomorrow to raise money um for little bags of kindness so um Aww. rain or shine they're going out for a few hours and filling some bin bags full of rubbish to raise some money so yeah we've got to give them a little shout out because obviously on half term especially we had to take the kids with us all week so um they had to come and immerse themselves and work and um and actually they loved it as well their passion was there you know they they understood at such a young age that was really it's really, really important nice. to teach those lessons to kids though isn't it i think i think i was okay this is a genuine story it actually happened and yeah last night i was in home bargains i want to get some popcorn the popcorn from home bargains is awesome right so i went to get some popcorn from home bargains and uh, as we were paying somebody left 20 quid on the floor <laughs> i was like i picked it up and like, there's always that moment of temptation. Oh, 20 quid. But I was wearing my shoes with biscuit t-shirt, right? If anybody's seen me taking that. It's <laughs> not the best PR. <laughs> no, 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 no. But anyway, I, I gave it in and Timmy was like, I was like, what do you do when you find 20 pounds? He's like, keep it. And I was like, no, we hand it in. Here you go. And I handed it to the lady on the till. This somebody dropped this on the floor. She called the manager. He went and put it away. And I was saying to her, like, I, I would hate to think that my, my boy would just swipe that. I was, and I explained to him, if it was your birthday and that was your birthday money and you dropped it, um, how sad would you feel if you came back to where you dropped it and somebody had taken it? And, you know, you felt that compassion and that that empathy. And it's really important mm-hmm. to, and this lady on the till's like, she's getting all teary eyes. And I was like, no, it's important Aww. to teach these lessons, you know? Um, and it's the same with these packing these bags, you know, because what the kids do. Oh, they're, completely. They're, they're getting the this reward. morning, I actually took a delivery off a woman who was, you know, showing me all the things she'd got. And she's like, I went shopping with my son yesterday and we did this together. And he said, it was some like, police dress up gift set I'm not sure what it was but she was like my son just could not stop saying this gift is going to make some boy very very happy and so already then that's a lesson taught to a child you know shopping for other people empathy is something that children do not learn quickly or easily but I think shopping for little bags of kindness gave that boy a little lesson in that so so yeah it all helps The schools that our children go to, Ruth, have been amazing, haven't they? They've really taken it on board. And we've sort of said as parents in our schools that our children are at, we've said to the teachers, you know, it's really important to us that our children are learning these lessons, you know. So um, saying to them, would you mind passing this on to the other parents and saying, look, two school families are are doing these this drive and actually at a time when it's really hard to give because of COVID and all of these charity drives are are few and far between. as, as communities within schools, as communities at the bigger Shrewsbury and the Shropshire community, actually, you know, people do care. People care in it. Yeah, they really do. Schools are great for stuff like that. I mean, my... my- uh, my, my, my kid, my kid goes colon, right? And um, they've do, they, they've they've closed the street. They've closed the street so the, kid, yeah. the parents can walk along uh, social distances. There was this woman arguing with the teachers, uh, and I was like, oh, "Why? <laughs> why would you feel? Why would you argue with them? You could just go the other way, you know?" Oh god, it was terrible. Um, but yeah, they're they're brilliant and stuff like that. And um, are, are there any companies that, that have helped you? Uh, local companies that you kind of sort of grateful for for donations, things like that. 
Oh my goodness. We, I so mean, many. I, has anyone made the list? Because it's one thing we've not got round to doing yet, but again, we're going to do a huge thank you. Yeah. We, and especially as the week's gone on, actually, we sort of thought with well, the first few weeks, you know, this will probably be the main bump for that. <laughs> and, the money. and actually this week's just gone mad. So there's so many organizations. Does anybody have anyone in particular who we, Want to well, thank we've had right Sainsbury's there. have been lovely. Elaine Tesco's, at Sainsbury's, Tesco's. Yeah. Tesco's Wendy at Shropshire Council this morning, who I've been speaking to, have given, you know, they do Christmas buffets for the staff normally where everyone donate money towards the food. And this year they gave all their money to us from that. So mm. that was me in tears this morning on the phone. Honestly, I'm not a crier, but this speaking to people who are helping crying all the time I know <laughs> so many so many happy tears you know every yeah. day our hearts are just like full to bursting because a message will come through and mm. whether that's a big donation or someone just saying you know your this story you know or you know has touched me and I really want to help you and I didn't know where to put my donation this year and we want to send it mm. to you we sort of message each other and go, oh, that's so nice. Those all the words. screen grabbing, all the crying yeah. emojis. Yeah, lots of crying, but, you know, nice, happy tears because our hearts have been warmed. Mm. Um, yeah. I must say a thank you to Yogalicious, actually. So my day job is I'm a yoga teacher and uh, one of the studios I work at is Yogalicious, which is on Butcher Row. And um, what we've done there is put out a big donation box, like a, a proper big donation box covered in tinsel. And all of the lovely students have um, popped something in at something, some stuff, you know, just a little a little bath bomb or a deodorant mm. right up to and I won't name check him or his business. But one of the students actually gave a 500 pound donation um I won't name just because I haven't asked his permission but I think to think that that is there and he was like I just need to give this charitable donation and I'm really feeling it and I you know and you think gosh the amount of people that's going to help and as as the girls say lots of tears but yeah Eileen um at Yogalicious Studio has really helped us out with that out or is that best studio ever <laughs> <laughs> and if somebody if there's a company uh that did want to sort of drop a donation and get in touch with you what's the best way for them to do so i think probably an email at this stage is going to yeah. come straight through to us which is shrewsbury kindness at gmail.com um that comes straight through to the three of us um so as mm-hmm. sophie said if if ruth or i are on kid duty um or if Sophie's uh, doing one of her <laughs> exercise classes you know you'll always get one of us on there you'll always get one of us on there shrewsbury kindness at gmail.com i got it i'm gonna put there's that always on the, our instagram we will leave that uh, email address on the readout of the uh, the podcast guys so it'll be there for you to click on if you do want to get in touch because uh, yeah donations amazing uh thank you everybody that's ever donated for this um because i think it's great thank you honestly thank you thank you and social media social media where can people find you give it i mean seriously guys you don't under uh, under underestimate you underestimate the power of a share a share of a poster of something of this magnitude get our following up everyone yeah i'm I'm giving into social media again i I, it's definitely (laughs) i'm there guys i'm there (laughs) so we're at little bags of kindness all one word so exactly who we are little bags of kindness and we're the same on facebook and if you want to drop us an email it's yeah shrewsburykindness at gmail.com and we are all on those we all of us see everything that comes through so so we're reading it I'll share your link. I'll share a link of your thing and I'll try and get my listeners to... to Thanks. Yeah, that'd be amazing. You guys are awesome. Thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I, I, I'd love to get you Thank on you. In, you. in a few months and sort of see where things are and see if how things have That'd progressed. be really good. And we'll tell you about our next drive. Once this is over on Sunday, no doubt we'll be back on to the next thing and uh, we can tell you who we're working okay. with. And yeah, we'll look forward to it. I mean, like me using this, uh, my gob to sort of tell people about what you do is kind of how I help charities. But if there's anything I can physically do or find something for you or find a way to improve what you do, I'd, I'll try, I'd love to try and help out. So oh, let's keep you. in touch, guys. Thank let's you. keep in touch, right? Thank you. Um, thank you. Um, I wish uh, the, the, the Christmas drive to go real well as well. Um, it has done. Do something kind, everyone, today. Just one thing. Yes definitely do that um i'd like to give uh, people a chance to check out our website as well all of our um 
uh, audio is available on our website. It's www.theshrewsbiscuitpodcast.co.uk and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, go and see Pete at Web Orchard. He'll sort you out. Right? He'll, he'll sort you out a great website. He's, he's fantastic. Um, I want to give a shout out to the parade shops as well. We're not there at the moment for December. I'm staying well away from those Christmas crowds and I ain't bringing my guests out to, to that either. So uh, we're staying away until the new year. But a big shout out to them. It's a beautiful building. The back of St. Mary's there. I was there yesterday picking up equipment and it looked amazing. The Christmas decorations look great. Uh, uh, Vanitas Tattoos is open. Dale Hintz is back open. Manola, if you need your eyelashes doing, she's amazing. Go and see her. Um, it, there's so much going on there. It's brilliant. I love that place. Um, you guys have been amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. Thank you, Let's do this again sometime, all right? Definitely. Um, thank you very much for listening, guys, and peace out. <laughs>